0: Hello, family and friends and new listeners. The title of today's message is, Are You Qualified? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today so thankful you're such a wonderful God, so full of mercy and love. We're ready to receive what you have, Father, for us today. We're so thankful that you protect us with your angels. You protect our families, Lord. We come ready to receive, Father, to apply your word to our lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about are you qualified? Many Christians think they are not qualified to do much for God. Many will say that they can't talk to people, or they don't know enough verses in the Bible to talk to people, or they don't have the finances to do much for God, and on and on the list goes. But we don't have to look too far in the Bible to find seemingly unqualified people, but God makes us qualified. We just have to choose to obey His calling. Let's start today in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6 in the Amplified Bible. The conversion of Saul, verse 1. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, and relentless in his search for believers, went to the high priest. Folks, think about this for a bit. Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord Jesus. Then what? Verse 2, And he asked for letters of authority from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any men or women there belonging to the way, believers, followers of Jesus the Messiah, men and women alike, he could arrest them and bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. My friends, Saul was wicked to Christians. It seems like in modern times, maybe the equivalent would be one of Hitler's top leaders. This shows that God's love is for all. He desires that all be saved, no matter how much they are living for the devil. 3. As he traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. 4. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? 5. And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Folks, imagine how Saul felt when Jesus asked him why he was persecuting and oppressing him. Verse 6, Now get up and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. My friends, have you thought about this? Saul did what Jesus said. He could have ran off blind and cursed Jesus, But he chose to listen, and we all have to choose to listen to the call of God, no matter what it is. So we know the rest of the story that Saul became the great Apostle Paul, but he sure didn't seem qualified by human standards, did he? Now let's go to Exodus 2, verses 11 and 12 in the Amplified. One day after Moses had grown into adulthood, it happened that he went to his countrymen and looked with compassion at their hard labors, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen. Twelve, he turned to look around, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Folks, so here we see the beginning days of Moses' young adulthood. He murdered an Egyptian man and buried him in the sand. Doesn't Moses sound qualified to do something or anything great for God? (laughs) Exodus chapter 3 in the New King James. Moses at the burning bush. 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. My friends, Moses basically ran away from home and was tending a flock for his father-in-law. 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Folks, do you suppose that Moses had any thought that God could come find him and put him into the ministry? Verse 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Ten, come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Eleven, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? My friends, do you think Moses was wondering if God forgot that he was a murderer? Now, Exodus chapter 4 in the New King James, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Folks, so Moses started making excuses, telling God basically that he wasn't qualified to work for God. Verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow in speech and slow of tongue. Heavy or dull of tongue, cannot talk very well. My friends, more excuses from Moses, telling God that he is not qualified. Do you and I do that sometimes with God when he puts an assignment on our heart? Do we say, Lord, I'm not qualified? 11 So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Twelve, Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Folks, let's choose to say, Yes, Lord, I'm qualified because you are going to help me, and you wouldn't ask me if I couldn't do what you asked. Now, 2 Samuel 11, starting in verse 1 in the New King James, David, Bathsheba, and Uriah. Verse 1a It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle. 2. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. 3. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is that not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite? For then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. Five, and the woman conceived, so she sent and told David and said, I am with child. Six, then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. My friends, so here we have David hanging out where he should not have been, saw a woman, shouldn't have been looking, and could have turned away. But then he committed adultery. Bathsheba had a baby, and then David had her husband killed. Does this sound like someone qualified to work for God? We all need to understand that we don't determine the qualifications. God does. We need to let God be God, and we just need to listen and obey. 1 Samuel 13, 14, the New King James. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Acts 13.22 in the New King James. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Folks, God sees our heart. That does not give us a license to sin. A pure heart gives us a desire to live clean. But when we do mess up, we have the blood of Jesus and 1 John 1, 1.9 to repent and receive the cleansing power of God. Any of us that are born-again Christians are qualified when God says we are qualified. Let's all choose to answer the call of God, no matter how large or small God's request may seem to us. Let's pray. Father. We repent when we felt unqualified, Father, because you're the one that makes us qualified. All we have to do is choose to have a heart for you, to live for you, to be quick to repent when we mess up, Father, but to have a heart for you. Father, give us assignments to do to be a blessing to you, Father, to have that hunger, that love that you have that you put inside of us, Father. We choose to be obedient, Father, to walk in the love that you put in us when we got born again. Thank you for your mercy and love. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.